we serve an awesome God who reigns and reigns forever. Hallelujah. Everybody hearing me well? Hopefully. Can you hear me? Just wave me. Okay, good. Yes. But praise God. Praise God. All right. I was going to do something new today, but I have been uh, instructed not to go forward. So I have to uh, continue on the vein that we were on last time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So in Romans chapter 10, all right, so you may call this I confess and I believe part two. I believe and I confess. This is the part two of it. Because I wanted to teach on something else, but the Lord said to go back here. So since I am not answerable to myself but to him, and he knows what he wants to do, so I have to obey. Hallelujah. 10, 9. Romans chapter 10. <clears throat> Actually, from verse 9, I read from verse 9 to 13 there, it says, Because if you acknowledge and confess with our, our lips that Jesus is Lord, and in our hearts believe that God is in from the dead, we will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, adheres to trust and relies on Christ, and so is justified. And with the mouth he confesses, and confirms, he confesses, declares with a mouth, he confesses. Why is he running out? Hallelujah. With a mouth, he confesses and declares and affirms openly, speaks, he declares openly and speaks out freely and his faith and confirms his salvation. The scripture says, No man who believes in him. No man who believes in him, who relies on him, trusts in him, will ever be put to shame or disappointed. No man, no man, no woman, nobody who believes in him will ever be put to shame. We cannot believe God, and God says, you know what? You've done such a good job believing me now, I'm going to have to let you go. No. Remember, during Jesus' day, days on earth, no one that went to him did he turn back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So when you call on him, he is there for you. Amen. He says he will not allow us to be put to shame or be disappointed. How many times has the enemy told you that this time God is not going to come through for you? He says here, yeah, no man, verse 11, the scripture says, no man who believes in him, who adheres to, relies on, and trusts in him, will ever be put to shame and disappointed. You see there? Verse 12 says, no one, for there is no distinction between Greek, Jew and Greek, between white and black, yellow and whatever color, the same Lord is Lord over all, 
over all of us, and he generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon him, upon him, upon him in faith. You see, there is a, when we call upon him in faith, when we call upon him believing who he is and, and what, he, what he stands for, we're going to see his glory. Amen. Amen. He says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, invoking him as Lord, will be saved. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now we said that the word confess of Mother Gail has two parts, a two, a two part meaning. The first part meaning saying the same thing. In this case, saying the same thing God says. The second part is to agree. So we're saying we have to say what God says and agree with him. Why is that so? Why is it important to say what God says? Because God is not going to perform your words. He is duty bound to perform his own words. Amen. Amen. He says in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 11 and 12, he said to Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah said, I see a lot of an almond tree blossoming in late winter. You see that? God says, oh, Jeremiah, you have seen well. Jeremiah, you have seen well. Then said the Lord to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. He says he is alert and active, watching over his word to perform it. Okay, so if I don't put his word to him, he has nothing to perform. Now, when I put his word to him, I must believe what I'm putting back to him. Okay, because if we say confess, means to say the same thing God says and agree with it. So if I'm putting back his words, I must, I must of necessity agree with him or with his word and with him. He says in Amos 3.3, how can two walk together except they agree? You cannot walk with God except you agree with him. You cannot walk with God except you agree with his word. You see, God and his word are one. So then, when we and so, so then when we speak the word, we should expect something to happen. Something good. Amen? All right. I guess it's just me. I said when we speak the word, we should expect something good to happen. Because we are speaking the words of our God. We are speaking the words of our God. He says, no one who calls upon his name, okay, shall be disappointed or suffer shame. You see, when you're speaking the word, you're calling on his name. Amen? Amen. When you speak the word, you're calling on his name because the name and the word are one. Jesus is the living word. Amen? Amen. So then, so we establish that, <clears throat> you see, because without, you know, understanding that the basis of our salvation is the confession of the word. The basis of our salvation is the confession of the word. The basis of our relating with God is speaking and doing what he says. 
Okay? That's the base with which we relate with God. So then, if the basis of our relation with God is by speaking and doing what he says, you see, let's just look at Jesus, how he operated. Amen? Let's look at uh, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Now, I must say that I don't have notes, so I'm counting on you to give me the notes next next, uh, next uh, week. Okay? So I'm counting on you to give me the, to give me the notes next week. John chapter 8. Hallelujah. You see, why were we looking at Jesus? We're looking at his example, how he lived on this earth. Because if we can learn from our, from our, from our, from our Savior and Lord and Master, then we can imitate him. And if we, we can imitate him, then we are in good shape. You see, John chapter 8 and from verse 26. John chapter 8 and from verse 26 to verse 28. Actually to verse 29, it says this. I have much, I have much to say to you and to judge and condemn, but he who sent me is true. And I tell the world the things I have heard from him. I tell the world the things I have heard from him. I tell the world the things I have heard from him. You see, Jesus, he said, he was speaking only what he heard from the Father. So he wasn't speaking what he did not hear from the Father. And then verse, verse 28, if you can jump, they said, <clears throat> you can jump there. Well, okay, I'll read 27. John 8, 20, 26, 27, 29. He says, they did not know, know, they did not perceive or know, understand that he was speaking to them about the Father. Thank God we know that he's speaking to us about the Father. So Jesus added, when you, when you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, you realize that I am he of, for whom you look and that I do nothing of myself or my own accord or my own authority but I say exactly what my father has taught me. I say exactly what my father has taught me. Or sometimes it says what, my, what I have learned from my father. You see that? And then he goes on, verse 29, and he who sent me is ever with me. My father has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. He moves from saying to doing. In other words, he speaks and does what pleases the Father. And everything he speaks is what the Father says to him, for him to speak. He speaks in agreement with the Father. Amen. He speaks in agreement with the Father. What we're saying is this, that when we say we're confessing the word of God, we are, the word confess means to say the same thing and agree. In other words, we say the same thing God says and agree with him. And we see here Jesus walking in agreement with the Father. He said he only spoke what he heard from the Father or what he learned from the Father or what the Father has taught him. In fact, John chapter 14 and verse 10 reinforces that, that fact. And he says here, do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? Then he goes on to say, what I'm telling you, I do not say of my own authority, of my own accord, but the Father who lives continually in me does his works, his own miracles or deeds of power. He said, what he said is of the Father. 
Because the Father is the one that does the works. Jesus said, I speak, the Father does the works. God wants us to speak so he can do the work. And the day you say, Jesus, you're my Lord, the Father did the work to make sure that you and I became his children. Now, when Jesus spoke, now we see here, he said, nothing that he said was of his own accord. It was what he heard from the Father, on the Father's instruction. And today we have the word of God, which is what we use to conduct our lives. And God wants us to speak in line with his word and to say what the Father says. Not saying our own thing and having our own opinion. Some people will say, well, this is my opinion on this. The Bible is not subject to private interpretation. We say what the Father says, the Holy Spirit is there to back, to, to, to back us up. Amen. But if we go and say our own thing, the Holy Spirit, you know, cannot help us. Because remember, it says in Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12, I'm alert and active watching over my word to perform it. I'm alert and active watching over my word to perform it. Now you see why, lose gospel chapter 4, you see why Jesus' word had power. You know, you can see why his words had power. You can see why his words had weight. You can see why his words had ability. Luke's Gospel chapter 4 and verse 32. Because he wasn't speaking his words, he was speaking the words of the Father. And of course, we know that the Father and the Son are one. Now, we we who are in Christ are one with him. It's not by, well, I'm one with God. No, you're going to have to agree with what he says and, and do what he, what he says. All right, verse 32 says, and they were amazed at his teaching. This was Jesus teaching in the synagogue. He says here, they were amazed at his teaching. Why? They were amazed at his teaching for his word was with authority and ability and weight and power. His word had authority. His word had weight. His word had power. All right, let me read that again. They were amazed at his teaching, for his word was with authority and ability and weight and power. Amen. Authority, the power of one whose command must be obeyed. The power of rule of government. Ability, that means it got self-fulfilling ability, it will produce what he says. Amen. Weight, it carries the, the weight of the glory of God. Of course, weight and power go hand in hand. Because when the glory is made manifest, the, 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 the super heavy weight of God's presence shows up. Amen. And God said, listen, here is how my son operated. Now I want you to operate that way. You confess, you believe. You believe, you confess. Mm-hmm. Or you confess, or you speak, and you believe. You believe, you speak. Mm-hmm. You see, because... We live in a world today where so many things are, you know, lies are spreading around, and even Christians believe lies and think it's the truth. And what that what what that does is that when you believe all that junk in the world, you come to the world, you begin to question the things that you, you had believed before, and then you find that you're not experiencing miracles as you used to because you've been exposed to error, to lies, and you, without knowing, you've internalized those things, and that becomes part of your belief system. And when I become part of a belief system, guess what? You have a stronghold 
that you have to tear down so that you can believe God. You know, we live in today's era where people go to internet and get all kinds of junk and bring it up and say, this is what is going on. No, we must be able to know, listen to the spirit of God, is this true or not? Don't just take everything, swallow everything up. Huh? His babies have pick everything in the ground and try to put it in their mouth. We are not babies. We are grown up. Amen? Amen. And so, God is saying, look at my son and, be, you know, speak and act the way he does. Amen. Jesus did not say what he did not mean. Amen? Amen. I'm talking to Christians here. We're not talking to politicians. All right? I'm talking to Christians. So you better mean what you say and say what you mean so that your, your words will carry weight. So that God has something to work with. Amen. You know, you got to be able to, to come to that place where you say, look, I agree with you. He said, have you prayed? I said, yeah, I just agree with you. What do you say you're wanting, looking for? I said, I just agree with you. I'll give you a testimony. You know, when I was back home and in my church, church they taught us how to, how to agree in prayer. He said, I always have an agreer. Somebody you can agree with. And there was this, 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 this uh, friend, he was the same um, uh, workers uh, group. And he was working in an insurance company. I didn't know what the name was. I said, what do you mean working in this no-name insurance company? And he took me serious. And so he decided to go look for a job in a prominent insurance company. And out of the eight people that were interviewed, he was the only person that was, was uh, a non-graduate. So he, you know, in, he came to church, he ran towards me. Uh, I said, well, he said, listen, I went for an interview in this, in this, in this uh, company. I said, why do you go? He said, because I told him I was working in a no-name insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a joke and he took me serious anyway he said he was the only person the only non-graduate among eight who were contesting for this position so he said you only need to agree with me I said do you want the job he said yes I said say I want the job in Jesus name he said I want the job in Jesus name I said now I want to say, I have the job in the name of Jesus. He said, I have the job in Jesus' name. I said, amen, it's over. We agree. Guess what? He had the job. He had the job. Why? Because he believed what he said. He agreed with what he said. Agree with me. We all agreed together in the, in the name of the Lord. And it was over. The shortest prayer I've ever prayed. That's one of the shortest prayers I've ever prayed. You know? Now, Somebody said, well, you know, it with God, prayer and your confession are not are indistinct. With God, prayer and your confession are indistinct. God does not say, okay, this one was prayer, this one is... Because to pray, you say things. When you speak, to pray, you put forth words. When you are confessing something, you are putting forth words. So words are the currency for each of those activities. All right? So if words are the currency for your confession, uh, words is, you know, you speak words, words are, you know, become your currency for your confession, 
and for your prayer, then your prayer and your speaking or your confession must be congruent. You can't pray one thing and say another thing. Well, I'm just saying, no, stop. Don't just be saying, because now when you say, I'm just saying, you're going to speak about what the situation is telling you instead of speaking what God is saying about the situation. All right? So don't just say, I'm just saying. You see, because God wants our words to be so powerful that you work, you know, Jesus, hey, listen, in Mark chapter 11, you know, I'm going to go there. Mark chapter 11, uh, Jesus went to the fig tree and the fig tree lied. The lying fig tree, you know that. Somebody said, well, I did not know that a fig tree can lie. Well, we find, we find out in the word whether the fig tree can lie or not. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11, verse 13 and 14. You see there that the fig tree lied. The fig tree lied. All right. So. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's look at this uh, fig tree that uh, decided to lie. Thank you, Lord. Mark, Mark 11, verse 13 and 14. Hallelujah. So he says here, and seeing a fig tree in the distance, and seeing the distance, a fig tree covered with leaves, he went to see if he could find any fruit on it. For in the fig tree, the fruit appears at the same time as leaves. But when he came up to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the fig season had not yet come. So now, normally, when the leaves appear, the fig, the fig, there should be fruits. But in this case, there were leaves, but no fruit. All right. Now, I like the King James on this one. He says here in, in, in verse 14, And Jesus answered and said unto it. I like that. The fig tree spoke. I mean, otherwise, how Jesus going to, you know, I mean, you speak, somebody speaks, you answer, you answer the person. So the fig tree spoke. Yeah. So now you know that, that trees can speak. Now you know that things do speak. Now you know that every situation that is not of God's making speaks to you. He said, how do you know? Have you ever faced a challenge and the devil tells you give up? The situation is saying give up, give up, give up. He's shouting so loud, oh, you're not going to make it. No, every circumstance speaks. This is what this is telling us. Jesus, the Bible says here, let me read it again. And Jesus answered and said unto it. He spoke to the fig tree. The fig tree heard it. No man eat food from you hereafter forever. And the disciples heard it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you, I mean, the fig tree had. Uh-huh. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. He answered the fig tree. Every situation you, you face is speaking to you. Every situation you face speaks. And it is what you do 
are you gonna is it gonna be speaking to you and you keeping quiet and watching? The fig tree speaks. Uh, you know, I'm reading this, I'm just then I, I got to I gotta find out that 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 money in America is made out, across the world is made out of paper. Huh? And my money is made out of trees. So you can speak to money and it will obey you. Amen. Amen. No, I'm I'm not I'm not joking now. You can speak to money and call money to yourself and it will obey you. Amen. When luck stares you in the face, you have a right to speak against it. You have a right to come to call money to come to you. You know, we were we were on vacation sometime, you know, some years ago in, in Britain, and I'm I'm telling my family, I'm speaking money coming to me. And, and nobody I said, nobody's speaking now. Now somebody's gonna bless me, and all of you are gonna enjoy the blessing. And so I spoke, I command money to come to me every day, and, and money, people are blessing me with money. And then of course I gotta turn it over to them. No, I'm saying you can command money to come to you. Amen. If you're having a business, you can command a contract to come, you can command clients to come Amen. because it is within your capability and ability to do so. He said, how do you command? Well, I just do this. Money, come to me now in Jesus' name. Contracts, come to me now in Jesus' name. You say, clients, come to me now in Jesus' name. They will come to you because you just uttered a command and God Amen. says, I, I will make it good unto you. Amen. 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 Don't sit down there and watch this thing speak to you and yet, and yet you do nothing. Don't sit down there and watch the situation speak to you and you do nothing. Amen? Amen. No, speak back. Amen. Speak to those situations. That's when God will move on your behalf. Amen. You see, Jesus said, I speak, my father does the works. So he said, victory, you are dead. And the fig tree died. In fact, Matthew says, and the fig tree withered immediately. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, you see, it's important for us to understand that. It's important for us to see that. Because if we don't see it, then we get to, you know, to change ourselves because we, 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 we're setting ourselves shut. God wants us to walk in victory. Amen. He wants our words to carry such power that the devil, when we when we show up, the devil says, okay, this is a troublemaker. I show up again, now I'm in trouble. And so now, after he said that, the disciples, the next day they're going, and, you know, from verse 20 of Mark 11, you know, to verse 24, and in the morning, passing by, they saw the fig tree having dried up from the roots. And Peter, having remembered, said to him, Rabbi, or Master, lo, the fig tree, they did curse, is dried up. And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith of God. Uh-huh. You see there? He says, Have faith of God. He said, Try to have the faith of God. Have the faith of God because you have the faith of God. You have the Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. The life I live now in the flesh, I live by the faith 
of NIV will say in, but no, but really is of, of is a, the most correct translation, by the faith of the Son of God, because the Son of God lives in you. He is the one, is we operate his faith through his faith and his faith in us. Okay? How do you operate the faith of God in you? It is when you believe what you say, when you agree. Remember, confesses say the same thing I agree with. So when you agree with God and what you're saying, that faith is activated. When that faith is activated, the glory is made manifest and what is consummated is a miracle. Amen. <clears throat> what is consummated is a miracle. So he said, Jesus said this, for verily I said to you, whoever may say to this mountain, he said, wait a minute, this thing is not just for me. He said, whoever may say to this mountain, be taken out and be cast into the sea and do not doubt in his heart, but may believe that what the things that he, that he says do come to pass, it shall be to him, whatever he may say. All right, I don't like that too much. I'm going to read... I normally read this in two translations and, and put the two together. He says here, that whoever should say to this mountain, be removed and be, and, be cast, and be cast into the sea and should not discuss in his heart. I like that. No discussion. No going back and forth. Well, maybe so. Well, I don't know. I, no, 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 no. He says, don't discuss. If you trust God enough to put it in the hands of the Lord, he's taking care of it. I said, if you trust God enough to put it in his hands, he's taking care of it. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. If we trust God enough to turn over what our cares or whatever, you know, the things that bother us, and, 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 and truly believe he's hurt us, then we have to see his glory. He says, if you, if you, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and should not discuss in your heart. But believe that what you say is. Oh, did you hear that? What you say is, not is going to be. What you say is when now. Believe that what you say is when now, because in the spirit there is no, there is no distance. Amen. There's no distance in the spirit. Believe that what you say is, that is, you see, when we speak, it's a spiritual transaction. It, it's going on right as we speak. When you speak, you are making a spiritual transaction and it's going on right as you speak. Amen? Amen. It is happening right as you speak. He said, believe that what you say is because in the spirit, there is no time. And the, the spirit is eternal. Amen. The spiritual realm is eternal. So, and God is eternal. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the one who was and is and is to come. And after he says, he's the one who is, who was, and is to come. But let us know that God lives in eternal now. Now, how can you conduct a business with somebody who lives in eternal now and now try to do something with him tomorrow? You see there? He is right there with you, right here with me, and we're trying and we're having a, a, a conversation and we're, and, we're, and we're having a spiritual transaction and we put it off to 
next week. When he says, when you come to me, believe right where you are that what you say is. And then the next part is, when I turn and says, and you have whatever you say. Amen. Amen. He says, if I believe, now, listen now, if you believe that what you say is, that means it's taking place in the spirit, then it means that it is, it, it automatically, is take, because it's taking root in the spirit, it must manifest. That's why it says, well, you have whatever you say. Somebody said, well, you know, people just name it, claim it, blab it. Not. No, don't listen to that junk because they don't understand. Amen? Amen. So somebody to preach that to you, it means the person doesn't understand the salvation message because you name it and you have it. You say, Jesus, you're my Lord, you're born again. Next time somebody tells you that, you say, well, how, how did I get born again? Just ask that question. You see, ignorance, we think it's a joke, but it's expensive. No. You see, all these things play with your faith. All these things play with your faith because God says here, Jesus said, believe that it is right when, he's, when you're speaking. And then somebody tells you, well, it's not exactly so. Maybe, no, there's no maybe here. Amen? There is no maybe here. He says, believe that you have it. Believe that what you say is, is established. You have whatever you say. Because God is the one that says, I'll do this. My job is to speak and believe what I say. God says, hey, listen, once you do that, it is established. Then, then you have what you say. This principle is what governs prayer. Remember where I said, when you speak, you say. Uh, I'm sorry, put forward words. When you pray, you put forward words. So Jesus said, for this very reason, I say to you, in other words, based on this principle of what you say is what you have, now I am telling you the same principle holds for prayer. That all things whatsoever, whatever prayer you ask, believe that you receive. Uh-huh. Now it is now. He said, believe that you receive. It is present tense in the Greek. He says it's happening. That receipt is right when I pray. Believe that you receive. It is present tense in Greek. That receipt, the receiving happens when you are praying. Well, God did not answer my prayer. How am I going to receive what I'm not given? In God, there's nothing like unanswered prayer. If you are praying according to the word. That junk that they say, God said, yes, yeah, God said, wait, God said, no. There's, it's, there's no scripture to back it up. Amen? Yeah. You better say, man, I'm teaching good. I said, there's no scripture to back it up. It sounds good, but there's no scripture. Because it tells me here, whenever, you know, I pray, I believe that, whenever I ask in prayer, I believe that I receive, he said, it'll be to me. Okay, so what does that mean? I believe I receive present tense, then you say it will be to me. So if I receive it, 
That means it keeps existing for me. Therefore, it will manifest. Amen? Amen. Let me read this one for you. It says, <clears throat> it says, as much as uh, many as you, 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 you're praying and, and, and requesting, be constantly trusting and believing that you received or obtained them, and it will continue existing for you. Because, you see, when you receive, he has turned that thing over to you. In the spirit realm, it is yours. He exists for you. And then, because it exists for you, it must manifest if you don't give up. It must manifest if you don't give up. Somebody said, well, I prayed for this thing and I don't know what's going on. Uh-huh. No, I check up on myself. Where have I not connected? There is a place I am not connecting. There is something that is not making me connect for me to see God's glory. But I know when I make up my mind, as the Lord will normally tell me, you know that when you make up your mind for a miracle, you always get one. When I make up my mind for a miracle, I cannot be denied. Amen. Why? Because I decided that I'm going to believe God and not take my eyes off the word. Everything is subject to the word of God. Hallelujah. Everything is subject to the word of God. Amen. Nothing is outside the word. Because, you see, if the word created all things, then everything is subject to the, to the creator. And that also means that I can use words to change what I, you know, what what does not glorify God in my life, and cause order where there was chaos, and cause order to manifest where there was chaos, because when the word comes forth, there must be order. God is a God of order. Amen. The devil is the author of chaos. The devil is the author of confusion. But when the word comes forth, there must be order. And so when we speak the word into a situation, it might not look like it, but guess what? You have released God into a situation. You release it into his hands. Relax. Because our God is faithful. Paul said this in, 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 in uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, he says, he says, we have the same spirit of faith as he who believe and spoke. We also believe we all, and, and we speak. And then a next paraphrase is, I also believe and I speak and it shall be even as I have spoken. Amen. You see, because when you believe and speak, you are speaking in agreement with God. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. And Satan comes along and says, well, it cannot be. That's a lie. That's a lie. I said, that's a lie. Hallelujah. Father, we praise and adore you. We worship you. We say thank you for the miracles of taking place this day. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you, Lord God, and I will continue to put that which you taught us to work. We praise and adore you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And so, the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord may so shine upon us, gracious unto us. The Lord lift us, come upon us, give us peace now and forever in Jesus' name. Amen.